Okay, guys, I have a confession. Yeah, Joanne, let's hear it. I've always had this wish to one day meet a Muppet. You know, who hasn't had that wish? Did your wish come true? <laughs> it did. I am very happy to report that it did. Is that you, Joanne? Hola! <laughs> <laughs> it is I'm me! I'm a fairy monster. <laughs> meet Rosita. Well, actually, her full name is... Rosita, la monstruo de las cuevas. She's an adorable turquoise monster who's been a recurring character on Sesame Street for nearly 30 years. Rosita stands out among her furry friends because she's bilingual. And you can often find her teaching her fellow Muppets words or phrases in Spanish. She loves to share her culture with her friends. She's actually teaching Elmo to say a few words. She loves music. She plays the guitar. She's just happy to, to be part of the gang. It's easy to imagine beloved characters like Big Bird, Elmo, and Rosita as actual living and autonomous creatures. But the reality is that behind every character is a talented Muppeteer bringing them to life. Yeah, my name is Carmen Osbar, and I'm a Muppeteer on Sesame Street. And I perform Rosita and Ovejita for The Word on the Street. And, you know, chickens and penguins and... Uh, monsters. <laughs> so there, there I am to help with that. Carmen has been with Rosita since the character was introduced in 1991. Carmen even worked with the show to create Rosita's personality and appearance. And I wanted live hands for her to be very touchable, you know, like grab things, hug friends and beautiful, huge arms. And, uh, and I also said, you know, I don't want her tiny. I want a big monster. <laughs> and then they asked me, well, what, is, what will be her name? And I thought, well, you know, it has to be with an R. So people can roll the R when they say Rosita, and I can teach them how to roll the R. So Rosita came along, too. <laughs> By the time Carmen joined Sesame Street, she was already a skilled puppeteer. She had worked on the show Plaza Sesamo in Mexico City. Today, it's just called Sesamo. It's the version of Sesame Street for Spanish speakers in Latin America. Carmen says it was actually the first episode of Plaza Sesamo in 1972 that initially sparked her fascination for puppetry. And I wonder, too, wow, how do they do that? It's just, I didn't know that they wear those things, are there costumes? I had no idea. So when the opportunity came to me when I was 18 to take a workshop. That was for me the moment, the moment that I realized that there was nothing else I wanted it to do than perform puppets. It was so difficult, Joanne. It was, I realized that it was not just, you know, you were not wearing a puppet. You know, it was a little guy with just one expression right into your hand, above your head, <laughs> and that you have to do everything else. So it was so challenging. But Carmen got the hang of it and eventually landed a job with Plaza Sesamo. And after a few years working in Mexico, she was invited to check out the set of Sesame Street in New York City. That's when a conversation with Jim Henson changed her life. And I walk in and I saw, you know, the puppeteers there with Bert and Ernie, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, it was just so magical, and it was magical to see them working together. There was so much fun, and they make these characters. And then Jim Henson invited me 
to be part of a workshop, I thought, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe they need a bilingual character. I don't know. So yes, I was part of that workshop for two weeks and it was so much fun. And I was just about to go to Mexico and we were in the studio and he called me, you know, he was in the other side of the room and he called me and I just walked to him and he said, hey, Carmen, after the workshop, you know, I just uh, wanted to ask you if you want to be part of my Muppet family. Oh. And he really gave me a family because I left my country and I left my home and everybody. And, and I came here all by myself. And he gave me the, you know, all the Muppeteers and, and, and everybody's been wonderful. And now I've just been here for 30 years. <laughs> so you describe wonderfully the kind of characteristics you wanted and you wanted her to to be able to hug. Um, What were some of the aspects that you thought she was bringing to the show that maybe weren't there before her character was there? Well, first of all, she was going through the struggles that I was going and that was (laughs) being new in a new country and she was new in a new street. So it was very natural for for her to be (laughs) doing what I was doing. (laughs) Um, You know, I remember right at the beginning, Rosita was struggling with her words and her accent. And she was the only one that was feeling bad about what was happening. But everybody else was saying, absolutely no. I mean, you don't have to feel bad. You speak two languages. None of us speak two languages. But, you know, all the contrary. It's great that you're able to speak two languages. So um, I think it's great that there's one more character in a rainbow of characters on Sesame Street because I think Sesame Street has always been so important. You see the cast in 1969, you know, You have Roscoe there, you have Gordon, you have Maria and Louise. And in those days, you didn't have people of color on on a TV show. And the kids finally were able to identify, you know, it's like, oh, there's somebody that looks like me on TV. (laughs) With Rosita, I think they continue what they started in 1969, just adding another color in the rainbow, you know. And what was the response when her character first appeared and added that color to the rainbow? How did people respond to her character? Oh, it was great. Oh, gosh, I had a lot of letters. (laughs) Everybody was really happy that there was a monster, a bilingual monster. It still is overwhelming. I'm honored to represent my people. (laughs) The other day we were performing at the Lincoln Center with Wynton Marsalis with all the celebrations of the 50th anniversary. And it was an amazing experience to sing live. And, and at the end, we went through the audience and there were little kids that were trying to talk to Rosita in Spanish, the little words, the, the little words that they knew. <laughs> they all say hello. They say hola, you know, and they tell her her name in Spanish. And it's just adorable. Oh, <laughs> Now, has there been, have you noticed in the time that you've been Rosita, has there been a change in the way that people respond to her character at all? Well, now they know her better, you know. Uh, There's so many characters on Sesame Street, um, but they definitely know and identify her as uh, she plays the guitar and she speaks Spanish, uh, and that is really good. Also, Rosita's been part of um, a lot of the outreach projects that Sesame Workshop has, And, you know, Rosita's been part of videos for the military families for like the last 10 years. So the audience, too, is not just like the people that they see me 
through the show, but they see Rosita now in videos that they're specific, you know, for like uh, dealing with changes for the military or, or losing somebody or, or incarceration and all this wonderful work that the Sesame Workshop has for communities. Uh, and actually, I have to say, in the outreach, Rosita's dad is in a wheelchair. And I was able to go to Walter Reef, um, visiting some families there. But I was able to go to the preschool that they have there. And it was really a special moment because Rosita came in and, you know, I did some songs with them and Rosita sang. And But then um, when a, a little girl came really quietly and gave her a hug and she told her, I know that you are dealing with a lot at home because your daddy is in a wheelchair my daddy's in a wheelchair too, but everything is going to be okay. You'll see. And I really, I, uh, uh, that, you know, that completely, they, the kids are amazing, you know, with the characters because they know them and they share things and, and they're their friends. So, but they're, it, it was just so special to have that moment with that little girl. The most rewarding <laughs> thing in the world, right? That, that, that kid just said to you, I learned what I was supposed to learn, and now I'm going to give it to someone else. Yes, yes. Now, you talked about, you know, originally being really taken with just puppets and puppeteering generally, but thinking back to when you were a kid, what do you think it would have meant if there had been some kind of a Rosita puppet character that you could have gotten to know as a kid? Oh, <laughs> well, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, but, you know, I'm a mom, and I have to tell you that uh, these videos help me as, as mom with my kid. Actually, in my family, we were going through changes <laughs> when I was doing the video of changes. And I didn't know how to talk to my kid about it. I mean, um, we're not in the military or anything, but any regular family goes through a lot of health issues and stuff. And I was going uh, through changes at home. And thank God I had the help of Sesame Street <laughs> because I was able to talk to my kid in a way that uh, we both were understanding what was happening. So uh, thank God for that, really seriously. Well, so kind of related to that question then, how do you feel that it's important for kids, whether it's your kids or someone else's kids, why do you feel it's important for kids to be able to see themselves in Muppet form, whether or not it's a, a hugging monster <laughs> or some other kind of creature? I think it's very important, and I hope they really get the message that we're trying to send them, you know. Sometimes I think about Oscar the Grouch, right? Oscar the Grouch is just a, a wonderful character that he is who he is. You know, he is, is a grouch. He likes trash and he's fine about it. It's like, this is who I am and this is what you get when you see me. <laughs> and I think uh, that is very important for the kids to know that no matter how you look, no matter what is your color, no matter where you come from, you are who you are and you're special. And also that kids should be allowed to have fun and to be goofy and to make mistakes and learn from them and, and just talk to your friends and have a community. 